Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I'm your host, Miles Dawson, and today I'm very pleased to welcome Tom Seal to the podcast. Hello, Tom. Hello. Thank you very much. Uh, now, Tom, you're relatively new to IDC, so it'd be great to hear a little bit about your background and what your plan coverage is when you're here. Thanks, yes. Yeah. So I'm in uh, week two at, at IDC now, and my background for the last 20 years really has been in the world of procurement and, uh, and supply chain. And um, yeah, the, during my time here at IDC, uh, certainly initially, I'll be focusing on the world of ERP systems and intelligent automation, uh, both of which are very closely related to uh, the, the world of procurement and supply and well, quite a few other back, uh, back office um, functions and processes as well. So that's the, re- that's the connection there. Excellent. So today we've got you on a podcast because we'll be talking about one of the topics I find most interesting that we cover at IDC, which is robotic process automation or RPA and how this links with AI to form intelligent automation as an idea. So it's such a hot topic right now. Some of the organizations and the vendors selling in this space are growing exponentially. There's some massive growth in this market. So my question to you is, what is it about now that's bringing this to the forefront so much? Well, I think it's really all started with a lot of very rapid progress in particularly machine learning. And, you know, that's really, I suppose that progress has made it into the mainstream media now. Uh, and uh, it's quite, um, I wouldn't say it's well understood, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a good understanding now of the fact that it's going to have a big impact on business and society. And I think really, what that's led to is uh, you know a lot of uh, business leaders uh, business unit leaders functional heads thinking well I, I really need to capitalize on this next wave of productivity and uh, they've started to get very excited about the world of uh, uh, particularly artificial intelligence and advanced automation as a whole and they've been looking at somewhere looking for somewhere to start really and robotic process automation is really that sensible starting point for most um, for most functions really okay but if if i was going to be critical for a second would i not just say that it's applying a technology just to paper over the cracks of outdated systems are you really breaking new ground here or is it just trying to hide the cracks that already exist well, I, I think there's, uh, there's there's an element in uh, of, of truth there. Uh, certainly, robotic uh, process automation is being applied to you know, connect uh, to connect together systems that uh, you know, are often very old and you know haven't been fully integrated so far. But uh, you know, very often that will be uh, a sign of success, really. So uh, systems have been implemented, and uh, you know, maybe a business unit's been particularly successful, and uh, you know, suddenly uh, manually uh, maybe re- recoding or retyping uh, a particular uh, data set uh, that uh, you know, maybe wasn't too great, uh, wasn't too significant in the early early days. Um, is now enormous. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's generally a sign that something something is going right. If you feel the need to uh, uh, you know use use robotics to you know, enhance your productivity, uh, because you know by definition you've probably got some volume to uh, to deal with there. But uh, but also there are lots of other scenarios where maybe a new cool piece of software appears that uh, could boost your productivity. And, you know, you look at uh, integrating it using conventional means, an API or some kind of middleware, 
And you know the business case just doesn't stack up, and you just you you would just do nothing if it wasn't for RPA. And RPA is allowing you to introduce these new technologies, get them up and running very quickly, and uh, you know hopefully uh, reap the rewards. So you know I like to think that uh, yeah, of course there'll be some papering over cracks, uh, but uh, you know also some extending into new and exciting areas uh, much more easily than would otherwise be possible. Excellent. So, so what is it about RPA that's so attractive for businesses to use? Well, I think the I think the first thing is the fact that uh, it well, it doesn't require real coding skills in most cases. So uh, we, we we see situations where you know a, a functional head or, or other business leader you know they they want to you know they want to they might want to make a difference here. They want to capitalise on uh, these emerging technologies. They won't necessarily have uh, the um, you know they may have the support of their technology uh, department, but uh, that that department may not have the uh, the resources to uh, to drive a project. So you know RPA being deployable by a um, the layman, uh, I suppose, allows uh, allows those business units to move forward without. Uh, I don't want to give the impression this is shadow IT. Uh, I'm sure this is uh, generally being conducted with with IT's blessing, but uh, you know, without necessarily uh, too much of their resource. So it just mm. allows people to, uh, to to move forward uh, quite quite independently. Absolutely. So it puts it in the power of back into the line of business rather than IT. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you think there's a natural progression from robotic process automation to I suppose what you call intelligent automation as an idea? Is there a natural route between the two? The, the, yeah, there's, there are routes emerging here. So the actual the actual core of robotic process automation, uh, well, it's not it's not straightforward to make that truly intelligent. But uh, there are a couple of routes by which intelligence or genuine machine intelligence starts to become a part of robotic process automation. So. You know, one of the uh, one of the routes here is uh, by connecting RPA software to you know to other applications that do have um, intelligence built in. So that could be a chatbot or you know even advanced optic optical uh, character recognition systems, that kind of thing. So you know it, it, the RPA becomes part of this uh, intelligent ecosystem. Uh, and the second uh, route is uh, you actually build that uh, machine learning into the uh, the bot itself. Uh, and one of the ways you would do that is by uh, allowing the uh, the bot running to uh, when, when it finds a uh, a task it's found, it's, that's essentially beyond its capabilities, it then bounces that query uh, or challenge to a to a human. The human then answers that or solves that problem, and the the bot then learns from the uh, solution that the the human has applied. And you know after a number of uh, iterations of that. The bot then, without being explicitly coded uh, to do so, will then start to you know, respond as the human did. So it's learning from that uh, human helper in a way. So this brings me on to, I think, the crux of the debate, um, the elephant in the room, if you will. Are we all going to be out of a job in 10 years as a result of RPA, do you think? Uh, I think not, and uh, all of the research says uh, says no. Uh, the uh, yeah, I think the reality is the... Uh, of course, there are productivity gains from uh, from RPA, and uh, that means that someone has less work to do. But uh, what we what we're seeing is that this is, you know, relieving skilled staff uh, from the more mundane tasks in the in the short term, and uh, you know those uh, staff, of course, uh, are are then working on higher value value adding activities. So uh, certainly, uh, it would be reasonable to be 
somewhat concerned with advanced automation in the very long term. Uh, but you know, RPA itself, you know, we shouldn't see as a threat. Most, uh, you know, most users of this technology are finding that uh, yeah, it's uh, it's making their lives a little bit better and allowing them to uh, you know, work on more uh, more fruitful activities and more possibly more enjoyable activities as well. Would it not be a case though that in the future, say in the future, it's hard to guess really, but <clears throat> if an organisation is looking to hire a new person to do a particular job, would it not be that they could fill the gap not necessarily most effectively but more cost effectively with a with a bot yeah quite for, for some ta- for some tasks that's uh, that's possible but uh, yeah we what we uh, believe is that uh, organizations that uh, are making those decisions are also making investment decisions and those mm. investment decisions will uh, in some shape or form require human human support so uh, yeah still the um, the ROI is is great for RPA, but uh, you know that that return is generally going to ultimately be reinvested in in in, in human capital. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm trying to be reassuring here, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see I, I don't see the threat in certainly not in the short term. Um, yeah, in the in the very long term, uh, well, we might suffer some um, some. some Hopefully, good problem, good challenges, or mm. have some difficult problems to have. In that, uh, yeah, automation could become um, so successful that you'd have this uh, essentially under underemployment uh, mm. challenge. However, uh, that would tend to be associated also with this massive surge in productivity. So, mm. uh, you know, there might be more uh, uh, more wealth to go around and less work to go around mm. and uh, there are very positive and very negative ways of course of uh, interpreting and imagining that situation exactly it's a new industrial revolution it's an intelligent revolution you could say exactly yeah so this is uh, this is really getting on to that yeah the implications of uh, yeah industry 4.0 yeah so tom as a final thought um let's say that i'm running a back office function um and i want to get some good kit in to help me out i mean how would i take advantage of this technology well i think i think as i, as I mentioned at the um at the outset really uh, one of the one of the great attractions of robotic process automation is that uh, you know you could you could go it alone almost as a business uh, unit leader you could go away and procure yourself uh the um uh, the software required to go and make this happen but i think one of the uh, and you could implement that with your own staff most likely uh, which is which is amazing but uh, i think what's interesting here is that uh, because we have this whole you know second industrial revolution on the way uh, there are there are other other channels through which uh, a business leader might get access to this uh, this kind of intelligence and of course the big erp um, developers and vendors uh, are also looking to solve uh, similar problems with their own uh, with their own software, and of course, other business leaders are also implementing uh, robotic process automation. So, you know, really, as a business leader, you've got uh, you know, two or three choices. Really, uh, I mean, one one thing that uh, of course is worth checking is you know what uh, what is coming down the track from your uh, your IT department and your ERP vendors. I mean, maybe the Maybe the problem you're worrying about is about to be uh, washed away uh, by uh, you know a, a bigger project. Uh, of course, secondly, you know is is somewhere else some other function in your business uh, already using this technology that you can uh, piggyback on? Then option three, of course, is well, uh, if you want to make this happen and uh, take the lead in your organisation, then yeah, there's actually really not too much to stop you uh, going and making that happen within your uh, your function yourself. 
Thank you, Tom. I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you all for listening. And please make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever else you like to enjoy podcasts. You can join us next time. Um, IDC are stepping up our coverage in the RPA space. So please head over to IDC.com to see more or get in touch with us on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Our handle is at IDC underscore Amir. And you can always follow Tom too if you want. What's your handle? Thank you very much. I'm at Thomas Seal. Well, thank you all very much and see you next time. Thank you.